Welcome to the WDW for Families podcast, a show dedicated to helping you plan your family's vacation to Walt Disney World. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's show. All right, welcome to WDW for Families. And we are here with Rusty. Hello. And Charity's here. Hello. And myself, I'm Todd. And, well, I... You know, a lot of stuff has happened at Disney World since we've been there. We'll talk about some of that stuff. But tonight we're pretty much going to do a question and answer show because it's easier to do question and answer so shows. We're in different rooms. Um, but we we just have uh, stockpiled questions because we've we've uh, been a little more sporadic lately. So uh, we're going to start with the questions unless you've got something to add tonight, Rusty. Man, I, I don't, but we'll, we'll okay. just let Terry sure. kick us off. Oh, we're going straight into it then. Why not? All right, let's do it. All right, go. All right, so our first question is, our next trip will be just the two of us for our anniversary. What are your top five romantic places to eat at Walt Disney World? Okay, and this was from Dorothy in Memphis, and I've been thinking about this, and so my first thought is, what makes something romantic? And y'all can argue with me if you want to, but here's what my thought. It needs to be somewhere that's quiet, so I need to avoid the, the restaurants to make a lot of noise. I probably need a, a restaurant that um, has some good ambiance to it. You know, so I'm, I'm I'm probably looking for someone that's got some character in that area. So I'm going to give you three, and then I'll let y'all p- pitch in, too. <laughs> and y'all can tell me where okay, I'm wrong yeah. at. So I'm thinking I'm going to give you one in the park, one on the resorts, and one at downtown Disney. Or now I got to get used to Disney Springs. I don't know why I keep saying downtown. Just have it. So my first in, in the park one, I, I, I thought about this because I know there's some obvious ones that a lot of people would pick. But uh, I'm going to go with Tiffin's. And the main reason is, one, you know, Randy's eating there. I know some other people who've eaten there. Everybody who's been has told me it is the best restaurant in the parks they've been to. The food quality is the best. It's new. The ambiance is really good there. So I'd go in the park. I'm going to think Tiffin's, but you better make reservations because it's going to start getting booked fast. It's not been heavily booked, but because Pandora's open, I expect it to get booked in pretty quickly. And then at the resorts, uh, and I don't know why I've suddenly, I think I must become an Animal Kingdom fan and not realize it. (laughs) But in the park or my resort one, I'm going to go with Chico. And mainly because it's a little different. I, I know you probably already know about Ohana and some other ones. But I think Chico is just, again, it's something very unique, very different, and great food. And then for downtown Disney, I thought this was the hardest one because I think a lot of them are a little more louder and aren't necessarily, I wouldn't know if I'd qualify them as romantic. Um, And so if I was going to pick one, uh, and I'm going to say this wrong, Charity, you've eaten there, um, well, Mary Moto's. It's the place I would think about. And because the rest, a lot of the ones in downtown Disney or Disney Springs, there I go again, they're just a little bit uh, too loud and I w- or too catchy to be romantic. So I'll let y'all have your thoughts about it. And I know there's a lot of the ones that we could think of, and uh, but I was trying to get some unique ones. Go ahead, Charity. Well, I am actually going to have to agree 100% on those because those were two of my two of my tops were on your list. Okay. Um, so we did eat at Tiffin's our last trip and wonderful experience. Now, we did have the whole family, but I kind of wished it was a date night. 
Um, so I would totally agree on that. And uh, we did also, you know, have a date night um, at Morimoto's and that was pretty awesome. Um, great ambiance, wonderful food. We really, really like that. I, I would say um, you could also add La Cellier in there. Yeah. La Cellier. Um, I, I think that's another great spot if you can get a reservation. Yeah, I would agree with that one. I, I would, I was thinking more like, I, you know, I, I have a different concept of romantic, but, <laughs> but I, I think that the, I think that Ohana is loud. But if you get in one of those corner seats and the, it's got the ambiance and the the guy singing with the ukulele, if you don't have a lot of kids in there, it could be a very romantic dinner. Um, I thought I, I think that Monsieur Paul's is pretty romantic, um, just because it's you know in the in the in the French pavilion right. there, and the you know Epcot at night. I mean, good night. You, it, that is like a layup, romantic wise, unless yeah. you're there food and wine festival. Um, it, it it's just a great atmosphere. So that that's what I would say. Yep, I'd agree with all so that. I think any of the uh, signatures at Epcot, you're going to have a it's going to be a quieter atmosphere, and you're probably going to have a really good view. Yeah, and it's hard not to uh, uh, it's hard not to talk about maybe Narcusis yeah. or um, Citricos. Citricos, yeah, those are those uh, are nice too. I don't know a lot of people will talk about California Grill, and I've been there, and I, I, I do think it's a great date night. It's just one of those if you got on a um, if you got on a message board, it's the one everybody's going to talk about. <laughs> so I was trying to give we're trying to give a probably a little more unique bend on some of these. Well, there's a reason people talk about it. That's right. So. That's right. <laughs> well, let's go to our next question. This is for well, uh, this is Christina from Plymouth, New Hampshire, and this New is Hampshire. New wow. Hampshire. There we go. So, what resorts have gyms, or should we say, the best gyms? Because okay. you know, it's getting summertime at Disney. It's hot running around outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of the a lot of them have gyms. Mainly, when you think of Disney gyms, you think of the of the resort area hotels. And and they do have those, but the the Animal Kingdom Lodge has one, Boardwalk has one, Coronado Springs, Contemporary, a lot of them do. Grand Floridian, uh, Old Key West, the Poly, Saratoga Springs, Wilderness Lodge, and the Yacht and Beach Club all have them. I you know I don't when I go on vacation I go on vacation I vacation from my running too, which is the only about the only twenty one days in a year that I will not run are the twenty one days that I'm on vacation at Disney World. And so we generally don't go to those places, but I always check them out. It's kind of this weird thing with me. Like I'll go to the I'll go to the workout room even though I know I'm not going to go there. Kind of makes me feel better about myself. Like at least I've identified the the enemy <laughs> that, for that week. I I like I really like the one that's on the boardwalk, um, mainly because I like the the big bay windows they've got and the ability to look out. Um, I, I also like the one at Cor I know this is shocking. I like the one at Coronado Springs as well. Um, I am sure there are other great ones, but those are the two that, that I prefer. So I have never looked at a, uh, gym while I was at Disney and mainly cause I figure <laughs> if I'm walking, you know, my 50,000 steps or 30,000, I think the last time I was there, we're averaging 38,000 steps. I, 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 who needs to work out? <laughs> 
You're probably also averaging eating, though, 38,000 calories. That's probably but, true. <laughs> so I, I don't think, I've never been able to out-exercise my intake at Disney. So, Katerity, any anything you want to add to that? Um, We do not stay in the fancy resorts that have gyms. Um, but we, um, we do enjoy the, uh, the little like running, jogging trails. Um, there is, you know, there is one that goes through all of the all-star resorts. It's out in front of the entrance of all three of those. And so we've taken that and, um, the loop around Caribbean beach is really nice too. So if, if you're not at one of the deluxe resorts and you want to get a workout in, um, but that's a good way to do it. You know, yeah, there's a really nice, if you're at one of the board, boardwalk resorts, well, there's a nice little running trail uh, that, that, you know, the walking trail between Epcot and DHS. It's, I think it's 1.6 miles. I can't remember how many miles, it, but it's a really nice little jog. So, anyways. All right. I think I don't think a lot of our listeners are really interested in that. I know one was, but let's move on. All right. Oh, was I supposed to answer, ask the next one? I'm Get sorry. the next one. I totally bogged up the podcast. <laughs> this is throwing me off doing this uh, via satellite. I can't see all and, and talk. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, there it is. Okay. Ooh, nice. Can Disney gift cards be added to a magic band from Stephanie in Xenia, Ohio? Xenia. I've heard of that place a couple of times. A couple of times? Yeah, Charity, well, what's your answer that one? Yeah, I'll guild this one. Um, no, you cannot directly link a Disney gift card to your magic band. But all help is not lost. Um, what you can do is link a credit card to your magic band and before you, before your checkout time, so perhaps the day before you check out, um, it's a good time that you can go up to the front desk and you can actually pay your balance with gift cards. So you have to put the credit card on your account so that you can use the magic bands uh, for the purchasing power. Um, but instead of having the, the charges actually go to your credit card, you can go and apply the gift card on there. And so that is a great way to use your gift cards um, without actually having to carry them with you. Okay, fascinating. See, I did not realize that. Yeah, I, I've never really even thought about it. Yeah, we've just used them for food. And so that's, you know, we just always use it for food, so... Yeah, I've um, I've had a lot of families that utilize the gift cards uh, pretty heavily. Um, you know, it's a, a great savings if you want to save five percent off of your trip pretty easily. Uh, you can you know buy the gift cards at a discount retailer like Sam's Club or Costco, um, or you can get them at places like Target if you have a red card, and so they'll get the savings that way. And then be able to use the gift cards. And it's kind of like getting a, you know, like I said, like a 5% discount on, on all your purchases yeah. in the parks. See, I always do it at Kroger when they do the four times gas card perks. And that way I get uh, gas. So, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. Yep, there we go. All right. 
So we have a family of six on a budget. This comes from Michael in Loxley, Alabama. We have a family of six on a budget. What would you recommend for a place to stay on our next Disney trip? Okay, well, you're on a budget, so this is a little difficult because what we, everybody's going to initially think about is the cabins at Fort Wilderness. But they can often be pretty expensive depending on what time of year. They kind of price out at a deluxe price, and so that can be a little bit difficult. And so probably what you're going to do is look at some of the value resorts, and a lot of people do adjoining rooms in the values, and then there's also a suite. And I'm going to let Charity tell us about that because – she books this, so she knows which ones have suites and which ones you can look at for adjoining rooms. Yeah, so your least expensive suites are going to be the ones at All Star Music. Um, they, you know, they hold the same family of six the same way the suites and the art of animation would, um, but they are less expensive. Um, I think we've talked about that maybe moons ago. Um, it, you know, what what is actually in a suite? Like as far as if you're in the um, if we were at Music Suite, like, what would be the difference? Like, how many beds? Do you know? Do you remember off the top of your head how many beds there are in it? Uh, generally, 30. yeah. Generally, they'll have a <laughs> uh, they'll have like one one actual sleeping area, and then your living dining area are more the areas that have the convertible beds. So the sofa will convert into a bed. At the Art of Animation, you might have your table that comes down as a Murphy bed. Um, so you'll host six total. You can sleep six adults there um, in just things that convert into beds. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, it, it's the same sizing, whether you're at um, All Stars Music or at Art of Animation. Of course, with the price difference, you know, if, if you're on a strict budget, you'll really want to look at, um, you know, at, at how long you're staying, because obviously the small price difference between the two is going to get more significant the more nights you're there. Um, but especially if you're taking a shorter trip, it might be worth spending that little bit extra to stay at the Art of Animation Suites, because they are so much newer and um, they... You know, they, they just have more appeal to them, as well as the whole theming of the resort is much better. Um, but then another option, if um, if a value resort isn't right for your family, um, you may want to just bump up and do two standard adjoining rooms at one of the moderate resorts. Um, so we did two adjoining rooms at uh, Caribbean Beach, and this was right after they had completed the renovations of the rooms. And. Um, they were they were really nice, and that was another another nice feature we found that um, one of the rooms had the fifth bed and the other didn't. Um, so the format of the room was just a little bit different. It wasn't um, it wasn't like you were locked into both having to have the exact same room um, because we did you know have one that was uh, one that was a five person room and one that was a four person room. So that was a nice option. Um, and if you go that route, then you have two restrooms and you have, you know, four to five beds. Um, so that, that's another great way to go. That's good. You know, one of the things I, I, I thought about when I read this question was, and I've never done this, I've never even talked to anyone about who's ever tried to camp out at Disney. And I, I wanted to call them, and I just didn't get around to it today, to ask, like, have y'all ever talked to anyone who's actually took a tent down there and camped out? And Yeah, so, yeah. Tell, yeah. What is it like 
as far as what do you have available to you if you, I mean, is there electricity to your, I mean, can you, I think in today's world with cell phones, you've got to have electricity to be able to charge your cell phone at night. And, but I've never known anybody who's ever done it before. So, Go ahead, Charity. Yeah, I was going to say I have um, a family that I was just working with. Um, they are going in two weeks. Um, now, they do have a pop-up. Um, so they are, they're not going in a, you know, standard set up your own tent, but they do have a pop-up and, um, they were getting a spot. It does have, um, electric hookup for the one that they, you know, the, the one that they have reserved. Um, so, you know, there, there are common areas for showers, but it's pretty much a, a very nice campground. Um, but yeah, they, they do have electric on their, on their lot. Okay. And you can actually rent a camper if you want to down there. There are several places that do it. Um, you can pretty much rent a camper and then stay on the campground there. And I, I imagine you can probably find someone who would who would probably, would they, I, I bet you could find somebody who'd park. They'd already have it set up for you. All you have to do is just get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the deal is they have it all set up for you. And even, even places where you can rent golf carts down there just for Fort Wilderness. Of course, Disney has their own rental system too you have to call pretty far in advance right charity for that one though oh yes definitely you um same as dining you want to reserve that as early as you can yeah we are actually going there first last week of september first week of october we'll be at fort wilderness we're not capping out we're we're staying in the the trailers but we're uh we're looking forward to it we got tickets to the headless horseman thing yes so we're ult- we're ultimate jazzed about that. I bet so. <laughs> All right, Terry, do you got the next question? Yes, I do. All that right, so. awkward, that was such an awkward transition. I went, we're so jazzed about that. And Rusty was like, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Like, it was <laughs> so awkward. Not, it's come on. Isn't that awesome? It's exciting. So it, it's very exciting. Did you have you booked anybody for it yet, Charity? No, I do not have anyone that is as passionate about uh, <laughs> about Halloween things as you are. Uh, the, the Headless Horseman, nobody's as passionate about a, a, a corpse riding a horse through the streets of Disney World as I am. Wow. Uh, <laughs> none that have contacted me to book, no. <laughs> <laughs> but if people don't know what this is, it's a return to Sleepy Hollow, and it is insanely popular. I mean, most of them are already sold out. Uh, and it's at Full Wilderness, and you can actually... You, the first thing you do is you watch the movie, and then after the movie, you get a exclusive meet and greet with the headless horseman. The first time he's been made available for for meet and greets in the history of that Spectre's uh, Disneyland life. So it's it's exciting. See, now, Very, I, I didn't actually realize what that was. Okay, see now I'm more excited yeah, for you. <laughs> it's called Return to Sleepy Hollow, and you also get a gift bag and exclusive pin which I'm sure most people that go will resell on eBay for $4,000, but you'll get an exclusive uh, Headless Horseman pin, too. Oh, wow. For going so, wow. Exciting. I said that in my creepy voice. All right. <laughs> yes, you did. All right, so on to Jess's question. Yes. Jess is from Brandon, South Dakota, and he asks, I'm staying at Pop on my next trip with our family of four. How much time should we expect going on the buses? We're planning on, we're planning on going back and napping at midday and wonder if it would be faster to drive to the park or take the bus. 
there's one piece of critical information Brandon did not share, or Jess from Brandon did not share with us, and that's the age of his children. Um, that would help a lot because with three m mobile children like I have, the buses aren't as big of a problem. But with strollers, so you can, wow, that was a weird sound. Um, I honestly, you're going to save a lot of time driving. You just, you just are because you never know when a bus is going to be slow, when it's going to, you know, when you're going to have to wait at the bus station for 30 minutes. You do get taken to the front of the park usually, which is a definite advantage at, at, uh, at, at Animal Kingdom especially, um, and Magic Kingdom, of course. I would not, I would not drive to Magic Kingdom. That would be the only exception. I always discourage people from driving their vehicles to Magic Kingdom just because you have to, to deal with the Ticket and Transportation Center, and that can be a hassle. Um, Especially you'll 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 arrive there and there'll be one of those mysterious lines that you didn't see coming where there's like nobody in the park but there's fifty thousand people with the ticket <laughs> and transportation and they're all at the they're all at the same place trying to get on the same monorail. So I would I just would not mess with that one. Um, I, you're going to average spending, you know, and it depends on what hotel you're into because if oh you're in Pop, but I mean you're closest to Wide World of Sports is what you're closest to. Um, yeah, I, most of you, you're going to, you're going to, it's going to be a 30 minute deal most of the time, uh, there and back. So, uh, naps are possible, but will be easier if you drive. Any thoughts on that? You too? I would echo that with you. I think that I always tell everybody, regardless of where you're at, just plan on from the time you walk out of the gate of the park to the time you get off the bus to plan an hour. And you may get faster, you may not, but if you plan an hour, you usually be in that time zone uh, because you just, I mean, it, it gets busy and you don't ever know what how much time it's going to take. And I've been there at Magic Kingdom, come back, going to pop, and hit the wrong time of day when everybody seems to be going back and you have to wait for another bus. That's rare, but it has happened. And uh, But I, I'd say give yourself an hour. And so if you can drive it faster than the hour, and like I said, if you got kids with strollers and you got a lot of stuff, I would drive everywhere besides Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, you, you guys know I love living in the bubble. Um, I love flying down and just being there, you know, depending on Disney transportation. Um, this last trip in February, we drove down. And the days that we drove to the park were massively different than the days that we stood in line and waited for transportation. Um, I, I'm not sure how, but it seemed like Disney just did not know they were going to have that many people in the park. And uh, the buses were behind everywhere we went. Um, so I'm, I, I'm going to jump on the drive if you can bandwagon. And that's pretty much anywhere but the Magic Kingdom. Um, go ahead and drive. And, um, you know, especially if you're watching your step count and you really want to see how many you can get, um, just go ahead and drive yourself and walk as much as you can. Um, because quite frankly, you'll walk faster than you do if you're just standing in a line waiting for the bus. What about, okay, now the Epcot is the easiest part to drive to. Agreed, everyone? Yeah. 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 The parking lot is more convenient there than anywhere else. 
if the other option you could take, if you know you're going to go, if you know you're not going to get caught up late at the park, park at Epcot if you're going to Magic Kingdom and just get on the monorail. That is another, that is another option for you. Uh, we have done that before just to avoid the ticket and transportation. Right. Center. <laughs> I mean, I've got nothing against the place. It's magical, yes. but uh, sometimes it is just hard to, it's hard to navigate. Yeah. So. I agree with you. All right. Okay. Here's a question. We'll, um, so my husband and I just found out that we are pregnant. Congratulations, Ann. Oh, congratulations, yes. Rusty. Oh, well, not, not me. Yeah. No, no, not me. Oh, I, mean, I thought yeah. your husband. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so they're very excited. But this also means that they'll be five months pregnant when they go to Disney World with their family. So any tips on being pregnant in the parks? And this is from Ann in West Virginia. Oh. Well, Ann in West Virginia, I can, uh, I can answer that one from personal experience. Um, I was 34, 35 weeks. Um, pregnant on our trip, um, our first trip with my daughter. And um, I would say definitely have the chat with your, um, you know, with, with your OB ahead of time to find out, uh, you know, what rides they think you're, you're capable of doing. Um, mine, I had no complications with my pregnancy at all. And um, although there are a couple of rides that Disney says that, um, you know, they suggest you not ride if you're pregnant, such as um, the Kilimanjaro safaris. Um, my, you know, my, my OB said it was, it was fine because I didn't have complications and I could go on it. So that would be my first tip would be definitely talk to your OB ahead of time and know what is acceptable for you. Um, next, just really keep hydrated. Um, I very much enjoyed the fact that we did a lot of character dining because that means you're sitting down and in air conditioning for long periods of time. Um, so I would suggest, you know, definitely taking a rest and, um, and be prepared to just, you know, have some downtime. The baby centers at each of the, uh, at each of the parks, um, you don't have to have a baby to go in there. So, um, you, you do have a baby in your belly, so you can go ahead and go to the baby centers and just take some time to chill out and relax if you need it. Um, hey, you know, Charity. let dad take. Yes. Where, where are they? Like, tell us a little bit. Where would you find this at in a park? Do you remember where they're at in each one of the parks? The baby centers? Oh. Um, spent a lot of time in the one in Epcot. So it's um, behind the test track. The one at Magic Kingdom is right uh, by the nurse's station, which is in between Crystal Palace and Casey's. I don't know about DHS or, or uh, Animal Kingdom. We visited the one in Animal Kingdom, and oh, I feel like it was next to one of the restaurants. Um, okay. But it, the one in the Animal Kingdom was more tucked away. Um, Epcot's is... Epcot's is pretty much the only thing you can do in that building besides the restroom, so it's um, it's pretty easy to find. What's going to be What's going to be in the, in one of those rooms? Just just for somebody who's like I said, I never even heard of them. So what's going to be in there? If you walked in there, where what are you, you going to? What's going to be there? <laughs> they they do have an um they do have a cast member that's there at a little stand, and they have um 
you know, just some of the things that you might need to purchase for a baby that you may have ran out of or um, you may have forgotten to bring with you or just didn't realize that you needed. Um, they also have an area where they have microwaves and they have high chairs. So if you need to warm up your baby's food, you can do it there. You can also feed them in a high chair where you're not in the middle of a really busy restaurant. Um, they also have a little room that has some toddler toys in it and uh, will have a little TV. Yeah. Yeah, um, that TV, yeah. I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they'll, they'll have a room with a little TV the kids can watch. Um, and then they have a, a, a large number of changing stations. So um, I, think, uh, I think at the one in Epcot, I think they had four changing stations. So um, that was very convenient. And then they do have some rocking chairs and some places so you can nurse um, and really be in a quiet atmosphere. Yeah, I, we, I don't know why. This is just the story of my life. I'm, you know, I'm in that Magic Kingdom a lot. And it's been years since we've had a baby. But I always end up in that room for some reason. It's kind of weird. Well, if, if you do need if you do need some medical supplies, um, you know, if you need some Tylenol or yes. cough drops or yeah. sunscreen, um, they, they really do have a good variety of anything that you might need there. We've had a, we've had like, um, we met with a cast member there once and I have, I always end up having to go to that something. I always get, oh, anyways, long story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they have, um, even like Pedialyte, uh, just, uh, Anything that your family might need, they, they would have some there for you. Okay. Say, but, I learned something so, today. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, so that, that would be my suggestion. Um, you know, talk to your OB first. Um, definitely be very well hydrated. Make sure you've got a water bottle on you at all times. And take advantage of those relaxation spots, um, whether it be having a nice long meal at a restaurant where you're in the air conditioning and you can sit down or um, just taking a break in the nice quiet of the baby center while, um, you know, while your family goes out and maybe rides a ride for a minute. Yeah. The only thing I would add is something we've added to a lot of our podcasts is just manage your expectations of knowing what you can do and what you can't do and that you, you may get tired more often uh, your feet may hurt at certain times. So just manage your expectations of what you think you can do and what you can't do and and uh, follow Charity's advice and have a good time. All right, next question. Are, are you reading this, Rusty? No. Oh, I think I've oh. got the next one. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Uh, this comes from Shannon in Pittsburgh, PA. Oh, uh, and it Well, it's a different Pittsburgh. It, it's not the uh, I think I just misspelled it. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's just me. <laughs> it's a <different> Pittsburgh. <laughs> Jerry, that was funny. Well, there uh, are different There are different ones. Is yeah. there a different one in Pennsylvania? Yes. Wow. Oh, maybe I'm I didn't misspell it. I don't know. I think this my computer one only just... has one T and it doesn't have an H. Either that was a gross misspelling yeah. or it is, in fact, a different town. Wow. I've heard of South Pittsburgh in near Chattanooga. Right. Maybe. Well, I was doing this on my phone, so I don't know if it's autocorrect. I don't know. So, okay. All right. Sorry to derail the yep. podcast. Go ahead. 
No problem. But this question comes from Shannon. She says, any suggestions on the best location to watch the happily ever after nighttime spectacular? Okay. Well, qualify this. We've not, I've not seen it live, but here's why I know from wishes. You could go to a lot of different angles to see it. I think about the people who used to go watch the um, wishes from the poly. I, I, I don't know that that would, I don't know that you could watch happily ever after from the poly or from other spots. Because there's it's so much visual. Um, if you get a chance to watch it on on a YouTube, there are some channels that have it in high def, and so you can you can watch it. I've done that with we put it on our big screen TV to watch it, and um, but it is so much visual on the castle. You're gonna want to be uh, in the Main Street area. I, I think you've got to be inside the hub to the Main Street area to really be able to take in what you're about to see. I would encourage you. This is I, I think this is going to change my plans in the future i will probably and i feel bad when i say this but i will probably fast pass happily ever after because i want to be able to really see all the details on the castle i'm probably i'm going to want a better viewing spot but you're, you're going to want to be in the main hub or on, on main street to really be able to see everything it is visually stunning but it is a lot going on on that castle and so you're going to, this is not going to be like before where you can kind of veer off somewhere. Uh, you're going to want to be in the main hub to see this. And I mean, I'm sure you can get some value out of it in, in the poly, but um, in other spots like that where you, people used to go watch it, I, I don't think, I, I just can't imagine it being, it's not Wishes. This is much more a visual show than uh, Wishes was. Have any of y'all got to see it online or, or have y'all seen it in the parks yet? My wife has seen it. Amanda's seen it. Right. I have not. I yeah, mean, I've only seen it online. What I've told people is, I, "Wishes" was a beautiful story. I don't, I don't, I don't. But "Happily Ever After" is just stunning. I mean, uh, you know, we had the advantage of being able to watch it on a sixty-inch TV, but it is, it is stunning to see. I mean, it is beautiful. But uh, if you can't see the castle, and, and I just don't think it'd be a good show to. I, I don't think you'd connect to it. And like with wishes, you could watch it from almost anywhere. We'd watch it from behind the castle, or over by the treehouse. Uh, but I don't think you will want to do that. I think if you can't be in that main area, you're probably just not going to want to even. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to watch it because it's it is so much on what you can see on the castle now. So that's just my opinion. All right, we'll go down to the next one here. This is for Todd. This is from Susan from Florence, Alabama. I am going to Disneyland this fall, but I can't afford right. to stay. In the Disney-owned hotels, as they are 300 plus a night, so there, and that is true with all the Disneyland hotels. So, do you have a couple of nearby hotels you would recommend? Oh, sure. I, you know, I have literally done hours and hours of research on this because the first couple of times we went to Disneyland, we we didn't stay at the Disneyland hotels either, and I'm a bit of a nut job when it comes to wanting to stay at a nice hotel. Right. So oh, I thoroughly investigated this. Um, I will tell you this, uh, as far as, as getting close, you can't get much closer than the courtyard Anaheim, uh, entrance park. It's nice. It gets good reviews, but it's expensive. It is almost as expensive as a Disney resort. Oh, wow. Best Western plus there at the Anaheim Inn is, is a best Western. I mean, you get a good deal. It's very close to Disney, but it is it is a it is your typical best Western. Right. 
Uh, bang for your buck. Most people that know Disneyland or talk about this would say Fairfield Inn is your best bet. It's a little pricier than your lower scale hotels, but it is uh, about as close as you can get right across the street. Um, you can you can stay there anywhere from two to three hundred dollars a night, low end two hundred. And then we're going with I'm, this. These are a couple of sleepers for you. Candy Cane Inn. It's an older resort, but it's been upgraded. It's nice. It's quaint. It gets really good reviews on Travel Advisor. Candy Cane Inn would definitely be something I would recommend if you've got small kids howard johnson's anaheim hotel water playground is a uh, they've got a nice water area i've been jealous of people who've stayed there before if you're willing to go a little farther out you can even get better deals and it's still only about four or five blocks away as best as western stovall's in which is um it's it's a best western again. It's not the nicest place in the world, but you're gonna get a really good deal there. Maybe you can even get into there for under a hundred dollars a night sometimes, and you're only three blocks from Disney. It's in a nice part of the. It's not in a really bad part. Um, you one thing I would recommend is check out. Go to websites and check out what they say, and check on the area of town because there are some parts of some Disneyland hotels that aren't in the most lovely places. Okay. If you catch my draft. Yeah. So um, I would definitely look into those places. Uh, she's right on the Disneyland hotels. They are really pricey, and they're all within like $50 of each other. So they really don't have like a a value moderate kind of standard. You know, the, yeah. the, the Grand Californians, you know, maybe 20 bucks a night more expensive than Disneyland Hotel. And Disneyland Hotels, maybe $10 a night more than Paradise Pier. So right. anyways – Hope that answered her question. Yep. I would personally recommend the Candy Cane Inn just because it's a nice place. It's clean. It's a little bit older, but it's one of those magical places where you kind of feel like you're not leaving the magic yeah. because you're at Candy Cane Inn, if that makes sense. And let's it's, just it's face really, it, that's a cool name. <laughs> it's a sweet It's a sweet looking place. Um, the, the, the remodels have made it look more modern over the years, but it's still a sweet looking place. Yeah. I'd pick that over Best Western or Fairfield just because of the name. I mean, well, the Alpine Inn is really nice and close too. Yeah. A little more expensive than Candy Cane. Those are the two I would, I would go Alpine or Candy Cane if I was, you know, if I was, if I was just strictly wanting to save money and go at the closest place, Best Western uh, Anaheim. Best Western plus Anaheim. Okay. That's it. All right. Well, that's good. Oh, am I supposed to read the next question? I am so I'm dropping the ball. Why don't you go ahead and read it, Rusty? Because I don't. I'm, okay, this is the I one I saved this for the end. I put this at the last one because we can all fight over this. But I'm creating a Disney song playlist for our family's next trip. What are your top Disney songs from animated movies? And this was from April from Richmond, Virginia. Oh, and I've got a story to tell you real quick before we answer this question. Okay. Okay. Go so, for it. So our van, when we got our van, our third one in two months because Amanda crashed the first one, um, we, we, we got the Haunted Mansion C- CD, um, the music, you know, the one, the old album that, that they used to play, that, that, uh, the Disneyland album that Ron Howard's on yeah. from like the, set, the late 60s. Anyways, we put it in the, in the CD player and we've got this, you know, it's a newfangled van, so it's got all the computer stuff on it. If we ever we took the CD out and now it consistently plays in our van constantly. <laughs> if we push the, push the auxiliary button, it plays the Haunted Mansion music. 
and my boys think our van is haunted. Like they can watch a movie, we can listen to the radio, but if we ever push the ox button, the haunted mansion music is going over. Can say now, I know it's just something we've overlooked, but it's it's really hilarious. Anyways, <laughs> maybe not as funny as I thought it was, but go ahead, answer no, the question. That that's that's pretty creepy. <laughs> so um i just did a trip um to cincinnati and back um to pick up my daughter yesterday so we did a lot of disney singing on our way back so um first thing i'm going to say is just anything you can sing along with is going to be awesome um you've got a friend in me from toy story perfect sing-along song happy um, the words don't go too fast. Um, Kiss the girl and under the sea from Little Mermaid. Um, those are some more really easy sing-along ones that just get the kids all going. Um, of course, the songs from Frozen and Rapunzel. Um, if you want to belt out to a ballad kind of song, um, <laughs> Just Around the River Bend. From Pocahontas, and um, I can go the distance from Hercules. Now you're uh, starting to steal some of mine now. <laughs> Going well, well the, those we we definitely had those on the playlist uh, yeah. yesterday. So love those ones. Um, but um, I, the only thing I was surprised is you. Um, let's see, questioner was it? Um, what's her name? April. Uh, the only thing that I was um, surprised that you limited to us was animated movies. Uh, because the first thing I would have said was park music. If you're headed to the park and you want to have, uh, you, you want to have some music on your way down, I would totally play park music on the way down. Um, of course, throw in all the sing-along songs that you can right. from the movies, but um, park music just does, does it for me, gets me all riled up and ready to go. Yeah, so Todd I said I stole a couple. Yeah, you had go the I had go the distance and round the river bend. I sh I certainly have how far I'll go by Moana now. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a dream tangled. Mm -hmm. uh, number one though of all time is going to be Udalali from Robin Hood. Uh, <laughs> pretty much anything from Robin Hood except for the cheesy love song midway through. I'm going to oh, go. Oh, that one's good. Eh, well, not, not so much for me. I'm a big Rod Miller fan. I loved all those songs, that movie. I, I've sung those since I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, Zippity Doo Dah from Song of the South. Right. If that counts. I, I think uh, you've got a lot of the ones I had. I, I did put, I looked through my list of things that I had that uh, you didn't have. A Whole New World from Aladdin. And then I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Uh, of course, Akuma Matata. There's a lot from I think Lion King and and uh, well, I think Lion King, Little Mermaid, and Frozen. There's just a lot of good songs in there that most kids are going to know. Yeah, yeah. My my kids are digging Moana, man. Moana's I mean, gotten that's, huge. That's yeah, I will yeah. say even though it's not Disney, can't stop the feeling about the trolls. <laughs> that listen, man. That's I, like that's where it's at right there. So no, my teenage boys. Uh, my teenage boy, I only have one teenager, but Brock will watch, would just sit up here and watch Moana. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of creeps me out a little bit. So, <laughs> and he's, he's like all boy, like, and, but he'll come up here and watch Moana. He yeah. loves him some Brock, 
I think it's The Rock. All right. So I guess that does it. Is that it? That's all of them. Well, since you mentioned The Rock, I have to tell you, because this is just the funniest story to me. So um, my mom and dad went for an anniversary trip um, down to Disney World in April. And um, it was the week that The Rock was there. And so my mom was in line for Jungle Cruise. They were next to go on the boat. They stopped her party because The Rock got on the boat in front of her. So he, you know, came up the side and got on. So she sends me a couple pictures of, you know, the side of The Rock, the back of The Rock, The Rock hunching over. (laughs) And she, she sends me these pictures. And then she sends me the IMDb page for Tooth Fairy because she didn't know if I would know who he was. <laughs> nice. She and apparently, she, apparently that is the biggest known thing that uh, she knows him for. <laughs> that guy was in Tooth Fairy. That's funny. I would have loved if she could have met him and said that, you know. I loved you in the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> Your work. Your work in Tooth Fairy was awesome. <laughs> it's like seeing Hulk Hogan and going, hey, Mr. Nanny was awesome. Right. Or, Suburban Commando is a top 20 movie for me. <laughs> All right. Well, so I think that about wraps it up. If you've got a question, be feel, feel free to contact us via Twitter, via the Facebook, as Randy would say, via whatever else social media we have. We are WDW4Families. Don't forget the spaces. Um, we should be back with you live, hopefully next, uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've kind of gone to an every other week format, uh, while we're trying to, uh, to get the wagon circle, but that's, that's okay. Uh, and we might go back weekly. Who knows? We never know. So anyways, you're never too old to wish upon a star. Thank you for downloading today's show. Be sure to visit our website, www.forfamilies.com. If you have a comment, question, or need help planning your trip to Disney, call us at 877-WDW4FAM or email us at podcast at www.forfamilies.com. 